You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as our guests walk us through the truth of God's Word and teach us the Bible. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Webb, and I'm here with David Klingler again today with our Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hope you've been following along with us. We're going to start moving into the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is teaching the people, uh, the one greater than Moses, and uh, really excited about what he's getting ready to say. It's, I mean, this is, and he's going to be teaching with authority, so because it's his word. So, David, what are we, what are we looking at here when he's got the crowds on the mountain? And uh, begins teaching the disciples. Well, there's certainly a lot here to uh, to discuss, and and probably the uh, the thing to point out is um, is that in in a unified story or a unified narrative, mm-hmm. which uh, Matthew is, you've got to consider all parts of Matthew at once, right? In other words, Matthew's telling his story, and so every part of his story relates to other, every other part of his mm-hmm. story, and so the Sermon on the Mount. Um, is functioning in a specific way. This is the greater Moses coming to teach the people. That's mm-hmm. that's how it's presented. Mm-hmm. So when he saw the multitudes, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, okay, now this mm-hmm. um, is uh, referring back to or, or uh, alluding back to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, the... Um, the greater prophet, which the story has been looking for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the Gospel of John, uh, John the Baptist is teaching, and the Pharisees send their entourage to, to question mm-hmm. John, and they ask him uh, several questions. Are you the Christ? And he says, I'm not. Uh, are uh, you Elijah? And he says, I'm not. And he said, then they ask him, are you the prophet? Now, the prophet that they're looking for is the greater prophet, mm-hmm. the greater Moses, who uh, is uh, spoken about back in Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. It says, then... The Lord your God, this is Moses speaking to Israel in the book of Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. his last sermon to them. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me among, uh, from among you, uh, from your countrymen, which you shall listen to him. This is according, uh, in accordance with all that you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, saying, Let us not hear again the voice of the Lord my God. Let me not hear this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, the Lord said to Moses, they have spoken well. Verse 18, I will raise up a prophet among their countrymen like you, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall come about that whoever does not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, Moses has had said, I say to you. Mm-hmm. You've heard that the prophets were told, but I say mm-hmm. to you. And so this is... Jesus is setting himself up as presenting himself as the greater prophet who is uh, correctly and clearly expounding the words of Moses, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is how it begins. So that certainly is part of uh, how Matthew's presenting Jesus as the fulfillment of that which was foretold. In this mm-hmm. five through seven section, his sermon is to be evaluated in light of the Old Testament words. Uh, but then in chapters 8 and chapter 9, he's going to do miracles. Mm-hmm. The miracles are going to validate his identity as well. And so how Matthew is showing Jesus' words and works match the words of the Old Testament is through the Sermon on the Mount and the miracles of 8 and 9. Um, John in the Gospel of John just says, you know, words and works. These are the mm-hmm. two parts that are foretold in the Old Testament. Uh, this Christ has to, his words have to match the words of Moses. 
and his actions have to match those which were foretold in the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. So John chapter 5, do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Jesus says to the disciples, the one who accuses you is Moses, in whom you put your trust. Uh, He says, if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for Moses wrote of me. But if you're not willing to believe his writings, how will you believe my words? And so Jesus' words match Moses' words, right? Uh, Now, the problem is the Pharisees have changed Moses' words. They've lowered the standard so that they can achieve them. We're going to get into that in uh, a few sessions to come. That's going to be uh, pick it up in 517 all the way down through chapter 6 and chapter 7, right? Mm -hmm. So they're lowering the standard so that they can attain it. Things like um, you've heard it said you should not commit commit murder. Well, the problem wasn't just murder. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 19 and the instruction for the cities of refuge. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, you couldn't hate your brother in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so this premeditated murder, it was, you know, uh, killing your brother by accident is very different than a pre-de- pre- uh, premeditated hate. Mm-hmm. And it's the hate that motivates the action, right? right? And so Jesus is going to instruct them and correct them on all the law, okay? But today we want to focus just on this section. This is back in chapter, uh, <clears throat> chapter 5, verses 3 down through verses 16. 3 for three through 12 is uh, the section known as the Beatitudes. Now, I've heard these taught uh, myriads of different ways, okay? I was going to say pastors make whole sermons over yeah, one uh, verse. All over. Yeah, they're yeah. all over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, you know? And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of different reasons people mourn, okay? Um, the problem with uh, with that interpretation or that understanding is all of these verses are either summaries or citations or quotations out of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Remember, what Matthew is doing and what Jesus is doing in the Sermon on the Mount uh, is he is saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This comes out of Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3, right? Uh, That that the believing remnant, uh, the remnant of Israel, uh, they were poor in spirit. They were waiting for this one to come. Mm The one who would come, uh, who would appear, who would bring the Spirit, who would be anointed with the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And so when we turn back to passages like Isaiah chapter 61, and most of these, most of these passages are in Isaiah chapter 60, uh, chapters 40 through 66. Uh, Isaiah 61 verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted, he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. There it is. Mm-hmm. Blessed those are, you know, uh, right. are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland of ash, uh, instead of ashes, oil of gladness, instead of mourning, a mantle of praise, instead of a spirit of fainting. Um, so that they shall be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. See, mm-hmm. they're waiting for this one who's going to come and end the mourning, end, end the suffering, end the, uh, they're hungering and thirsting for the righteousness that was promised mm-hmm. to come in Messiah to appear, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. How will they be comforted? Well, they'll be comforted. Uh, by this Messiah, by this one who comes. Uh, chapter 66, uh, verse 10, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 10, that, uh, that Israel is, is sorrow, uh, is in sorrow. Jerusalem is, is suffering. Uh, uh, but, uh, now, 
um, chapter 66, verse 10, be joyful with Jerusalem and rejoice for her. All who love her, be exceedingly glad with her. All you who mourn over her, right? Mm -hmm. This mourning that's going on in the book of Isaiah is you've got Mm -hmm. this dramatic contrast between they're waiting for righteousness to appear, but Israel's being judged. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they're being uh, kicked out of the land. Uh, they're being exiled into Babylon, and and uh, and and so they're mourning, and they're not only mourning uh, that righteousness hasn't appeared, but they're mourning that the kingdom is gone, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. they're waiting for the restoration of the kingdom, and they're waiting for the entrance of the king. Okay, um, blessed so, are. So can I ask yeah, you something? Yeah. So like the but the Pharisees and the scribes who know, I mean, the Old Testament is their Bible. Yeah, right? sure. So when he starts citing these things, stating these things. They should know what he's doing here, right? Oh, yeah. And he's going to so, say it. He's going to absolutely yeah. say it. In verse 10, let's, let's jump past mm-hmm. this so we can see where we're going. In verse 10, he says, Blessed are those who have been, that's past tense, mm-hmm. have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, he's summarizing all these. These were people who were suffering and desiring. Mm-hmm. And even the Old Testament prophets, they were persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call this Hebrew parallelism, where mm-hmm. you say one uh, one thing in one sentence, and the next thing you say the same, same thing, thing in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. In verse mm-hmm. eleven, he says, "Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all sorts of evil against you falsely on account of me, because of me. It's I am straight up. I am the righteousness mm-hmm. that this Old mm-hmm. Testament was looking for. Mm-hmm. In the Old Testament, they were persecuted for the sake of righteousness. They were." They were mourning for the sake of righteousness. They were hungering and thirst, thirsting for righteousness to appear. And they were persecuted because of it. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> I was going to say, this is just, <laughs> yeah. we're, he's, he's not making any no. sleight of hand. I mean, it's no. not kind of. Clear, clear. Rejoice and be, be glad, glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For mm-hmm. so they prosecuted the prophets who were before you. They prosecuted the prophets uh, and now they're going to persecute, prosecute, uh, persecute you on account of me. I am the righteousness mm-hmm. of God. Now, you've heard it said, but I say to you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty bold. Yeah. He was speaking as one having authority. Mm-hmm. Now, that makes sense, sure. <laughs> what he's saying. Sure. Right? And so all of these – so let's jump back to okay. verse 5 to the next one. Blessed are the humble or the, uh, the gentle, for they shall inherit – they translated the earth – could be earth or land, mm-hmm. but this is a citation, a quote out of Psalm 37. Now, Psalm 37 is a psalm of David, mm-hmm. um, David the king of Israel, David the king of Israel when Israel was in the land. Okay, mm-hmm. but this blessed are the humble, blessed are the righteous, blessed for they shall inherit the land. That's the repeated refrain throughout Psalm 37. Uh, do mm-hmm. not uh, fret when. You know, when evildoers mm-hmm. prosper, right? Mm-hmm. For the righteous will inherit the land. For mm-hmm. the righteous will inherit the land. Aren't they in the land? Uh, during the time of David as king, they're in the land, mm-hmm. but he's looking towards a future time when they're going to inherit the land. So David is looking for the future kingdom, not the kingdom that he has, because mm-hmm. in the kingdom that he has, even though he has been entrusted to be the one to execute justice and righteousness, mm-hmm. uh, it's not happening. Right? Uh, right. Do not fret when evildoers, uh, because of evildoers, and do not be uh, envious when uh, evildoers, towards evildoers, for they shall quickly wither like the grass. When? Seems to me the wicked live long lives. Yeah. Cain outlives Abel. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way for a while, right? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. 
Did you catch that? So he's telling them to dwell in the land. They're already in it. Yeah. But um, those who wait upon the Lord, verse 9, shall inherit the land. Verse 11, but the humble shall inherit the land. Uh, verse uh, uh, 18, their inheritance will be forever. Uh, verse 22, uh, blessed they will be, uh, the righteous uh, will uh, be blessed by him and inherit the land. Inherit the land. The righteous, mm-hmm. verse 29, will inherit the land. It's over and over and over. Right. But he's saying dwell in the land. Um, and cultivate faithfulness so that you can inherit the land. Now, unless you're understanding this to be this kingdom is not the fullness of that which was anticipated in the story, mm-hmm. as great as David was, you're looking for the king, not King David. You're looking for the king that comes forth from David. The greater one. And you're not looking for David's kingdom. You're looking for the greater king's kingdom mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. land, in the mm-hmm. land of resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, <clears throat> so they're... Um, blessed are the humble, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall inherit the land. It was true in David's day, and Jesus says, it's it's still true today, Mm -hmm. right? But it's coming. The kingdom's coming. The Mm -hmm. righteousness is coming. It's here, right? Um, You could also look to Psalm uh, 25, verses 8 through 15, uh, same thing. Verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Isaiah 49, verse 10, Isaiah 55, verses 1 and 2. They're looking for, they're desiring, they can't wait for, they're hungering and thirsting for righteousness to appear. And he says, here I am. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. That's Proverbs eleven seventeen. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is 24, Psalm 24, verses Four through nine, great passage. All mm-hmm. of these are anticipating this future hope, this future reality that's going to be brought uh, by the uh, uh, by the King. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers. Um, often this is uh, taught something like you know peacemakers ministry or you know making peace between two people. This isn't what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is Isaiah chapter fifty-two verses seven through ten. Uh, they aren't making peace between men; they're making making t- peace between men and God, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the ones that blessed are the feet of those who bring the gospel of good news. Mm-hmm. These are the ones who are uh, bringing the the, the 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 good news of peace. That God's be, wrath is no longer. Would that be Second Corinthians five? Sure. Paul Same says yeah. we're ambassadors. We yeah. are. The ones. We we the apostles are ambassadors of Christ. Yeah. Ministry of reconciliation. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so these peacemakers, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Uh, Isaiah chapter fifty two seven through ten. And so then mm-hmm. we get down to this. Uh, great contrast or, 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 or parallelism. He says, he summarizes it, blessed are all those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Now, when mm-hmm. did that begin? Cain and Abel. I was going to say Abel. Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Um, has it continued all the way through the story? Yes. Yes. Right? Um, even at the height of the kingdom, don't fret when evil pro- evildoers mm-hmm. prosper, for they shall quickly wither like the grass. You're going I'd like to hear your definition of quickly because it's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> just wait. Uh, Psalm one. Uh, all of these. Um, all of the. Everything that is in this Bible has to be understood in light of the anticipated hope that's coming at resurrection. Uh, all of the Psalms, all the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, we uh, always point our students back to uh, to um, you know one through uh, Proverbs one through nine. It talks about life and death, the way to life mm-hmm. and the way to death. Mm-hmm. This isn't a way to a good life now. It's always talking. Right. About. He's talking about the way to resurrection life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, it, you can only interpret uh, Psalm. Uh, Psalm Proverbs uh, 10, 
down through 29 because they're all antithetical parallelism. By that, I mean the way of the wise man is this, but the way of the fool mm-hmm. is that, right? right. Uh, and so uh, there's always this, uh, this uh, contrast. This is Psalm 10. Uh, we just uh, talked about this a couple days ago in class. Ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. When has righteousness ever delivered from death? It didn't work for Abel. Mm -mm. It didn't work for the prophets. It didn't work for Jesus. It didn't work for Peter. It didn't work for James. It didn't work for Paul, Mm -hmm. the martyrs. It doesn't work today. Christians all across the world were persecuted and put to death. Ill-gotten gains don't profit. Have you not been paying attention? Right, right. (laughs) Everywhere you look... It seems that ill-gotten gains do profit. That's why they go after ill-gotten gains, because ill-gotten gains buys boats and cars and businesses and and all the stuff, right? All of it. But when you refocus the lens to see the eternal perspective, Mm -hmm. in the end, it turns out that ill-gotten gains don't profit. Yeah. And in the end, it is 100% true that righteousness delivers from death. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the dead will be raised, resurrection of the dead, right? Mm-hmm. And so Proverbs are not, uh, I heard it, I hear people say, these are general truths. I say, well, that's just dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even have to read the Proverbs to know mm-hmm. uh, that, the, uh, that a, quote, general truth is a contradiction of terms. Truths are true all the time or they're not true. true. It's not generally true. Right. Uh, generally true is not very comforting to me. If you say, uh, let me hand you a revolver, um, put one bullet in the chamber, spin, uh, you know, spin the barrel, and pull the trigger. And it's generally true that it won't kill you. I mean, five out of six times, it's generally true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not particularly comforting to me. No. Right? It's, not. <laughs> it's generally true that righteousness delivers from death five out of six times. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I'm not interested in taking those odds. No, it's 100% true. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but what we do is we think that we redefine life. When the Bible talks about life, it's talking about life that is to come, eternal life, right? Uh, and so I tell students all the time, uh, we think that we're into the land of the living going to the land of the dying, dying. or the dead. Yeah, death. The opposite mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. You're in the land of the dying going to the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And life happens after resurrection, mm-hmm. And so in the resurrection, it is 100% always true that ill-gotten gains will not profit. Mm-hmm. It is 100% true uh, that the righteousness delivers from death. It is 100% true uh, that uh, in the resurrection, here, uh, this is Psalm, uh, uh, Proverbs 10, 3, the Lord will not allow the righteous to hunger. He will thrust aside the, thra- uh, the, the cravings of the wicked. Now, um, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Right? Mm-hmm. In the kingdom, uh, this is in chapter 6, back of Matthew, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, in the kingdom, uh, there's no one going hungry and no one going without food or clothing. Mm-hmm. But today, do believers today go hungry? Yes. They do. Do they go they without do. food and clothing? Yes. yes they do. Uh, and so until the king appears and establishes the kingdom, if you see one hungry, what do you do? You feed them. If uh, they need clothing, you you cover mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. So so uh, these, uh, you're looking forward to the establishment of the kingdom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so this is what's going on here in the, in the book of, uh, of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, look, 
uh, you've been waiting for this. You've been waiting for this promised one to come to establish the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. I'm here. And he comes here to offer the kingdom to Israel. In chapter 8, chapter 9, he's going to do these miracles. Uh, in chapter 10, he's going to send his disciples out. This is in chapter 10, uh, chapter, um, chapter 10, verse 5. Do not go to the Gentiles. Do not go to the Samaritans, but go only to the perishing sheep of the house of Israel. Mm-hmm. And when you go out there, and there's another verse that we take out of context. This is over there in, in chapter 11. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke and uh, upon you and learn from me. Uh, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh, in the Old Testament, when Israel was disobedient and rebellious, uh, the yoke of the Gentiles were going to be put upon them, a yoke that they could not bear. People from afar whose nations, you, uh, whose language you don't understand, nations, uh, foreign nations are going to come, and they're going to put a yoke upon you, and you're going to be dispersed among those nations, and there you will find no resting place for the sole of your foot. Mm-hmm. Are you tired of being under Roman rule? Are you tired of being ruled over by the Babylonians and then the Medes and Persians and the Greeks and the? Is it are, apparently are you, not? You, have you had enough? Apparently of this? not. Right? <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, are Are you tired of hungering and thirsting and waiting for righteousness mm-hmm. to appear, mourning for righteousness to appear? I'm here. Yeah. Some were, some were not. Now, repent. Mm-hmm. And they look at him, chapter twelve, and they say, "We hate your guts. In mm-hmm. fact, you're from Satan." Mm-hmm. Well, buckle up. Because it's going to continue. Yeah. And so here we are today. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Uh, so what's the message for today? Um, Blessed are all who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be comforted. Mm-hmm. Uh, hungering and thirsting for righteousness today, you will be comforted future. When? When the king comes. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so it was true then. It's still true today. It's mm-hmm. true today because Israel. So our hope is still in Christ. We're still looking for the establishment of the kingdom. And until then, you see someone hunger, thirst, nakedness. A lack of things. Mm-hmm. You provide for them. You care mm-hmm. for them um, until the king comes and he provides. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's pretty straightforward. So so Israel is uh, is being uh, exhorted. And remember, uh, Jesus is speaking to Jews on a hill. I was going uh, to say, there's, there's no Gentiles here. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no Gentiles here, right? Yeah. And so when he says in verse 13, "You Israel are the salt of the earth," but if the salt has become saltless or tasteless. How will it be made salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Uh, thrown out and trampled underfoot. This is the judgment of Israel is going to be placed on them by the Gentiles. The Gentiles are going to come and trample them underfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Israel, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill. In this story, is there a city that's set on a hill that gives light to all the nations? Yep. Yep, sure enough. What was it? Was there supposed to be, from the beginning, Jerusalem was to be the city, mm-hmm. the light on the hill that gave light to the nations? Yep. yep. What happens? The light lost its light. Mm-hmm. The salt lost its saltiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was thrown out and trodden underfoot. So how can it become salty again? How can it become light again? Uh, repent. Mm-hmm. Return to the Lord, and he will restore you from captivity. Uh, men don't... Uh, light a lamp and then put it under a peck measure, but they put it on a lampstand so it gives lights to all the house. So let your light shine before men in such a way that they see your good works and glorify God your Father who is in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the instruction for Israel. Uh, How will they be restored, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Return to the Lord. This is Deuteronomy chapter 30. Uh, this is the unified message mm-hmm. of every prophet that comes onto the scene. Repent, repent. Um, shuv is the Hebrew word. Uh, return. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we say repent, but the, the Old Testament would say return. Return to the Lord. Return from where? Uh, from rejecting the Lord, rejecting the rock of his salvation, going after the gods of the nations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and because you've gone after the gods of the nations, he's kicked you out of the land, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and he has scattered you among the Gentiles. He's scattered you among the peoples. So when you return to the Lord, when you turn away from mm-hmm. the gods that you followed and you return to the Lord uh, with all of your heart and with all of your soul, then he will return you to the land which your fathers possess and you will p- uh, possess it again. Uh, and just as you were assigned to the nations for judgment, so you will again be restored mm-hmm. as assigned to the nations for blessing. You will be the salt and you will be the light again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so how do they do it? Well, uh, what's the standard? Um, they have to be perfect as their heavenly father is perfect. Well, that's going to walk us into the next section, which we'll mm-hmm. pick up the next time. This is a uh, chapter five, verse 48. Therefore you would be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And mm-hmm. so the question is, how do we be perfect? And the right. irony is they have to recognize they're not perfect first. How do they become right. righteous? Right. Recognize they're not. How do they receive it? Try to earn it? Try to outdo the Pharisees? Try to be like the Pharisees? Yeah. Or is it just asked and ask. given to them? Right. So ask, ask and knock. it will be given to you. And so, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. so that's it. So that's where we're headed, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So so Good that's deal. it. We're looking forward to uh to the next section and we'll, we'll pick it up next time. Well it makes a lot more sense when the the Beatitudes or about Christ actually coming on the scene, and this is all answering. This is all what you've been looking for, all that you've been waiting for. Yeah, the, the Old Testament is the anticipation of the, of one, the one who's coming mm-hmm. to fix the mess that is. Right. 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 Uh, and he came. Yes. And he laid down his life for Israel, um, uh, and not only Israel, but for the mm-hmm. sins of the whole world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has not yet established mm-hmm. His reign on earth. Now we can right. say, well, he's reigning in the hearts of men. Oh, I wish he would do a better job of reigning in my heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, need I, w- I wasn't even going to go to other people. I was just going <laughs> to say right here. Yeah, yeah let's just. Uh, no, I a, want him to right establish there. his his mm-hmm. kingdom and his yes. reign because I'm tired. I am tired. Right? The struggle yeah. is ongoing. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so, so when we talk about um, a passage like chapter 11, country all who are weary and heavy laden. Well, certainly he was talking there about Israel, mm-hmm. right? Um, they had become weary and heavy laden. The yoke of the Gentiles were placed upon them and all that. But we were already Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if, if you're weary and heavy laden, well, join the crowd. It's been like that yeah, for a right. long time. That's right. right. You tired of this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just as their hope is in Christ, mm-hmm. so also is ours. Well, it'd be good to get into the next part of this, and then we can maybe have some clarification. He's talking about these life issues, addressing those things. And it'll set us up for the rest of the book. Yes, it'll be good. Okay, well, thank you, David. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this time. Looking forward to the next one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. For more information, download our app. If you have any questions or desire to continue our discussion from today's topic, send an email to teachmethebible at championfellowship.org. Remember, your belief drives your behavior. See you next time.